Hi folks, welcome back to another episode of Run Yogi Diaries. This is your host Santosh Shiva. Every week I bring you conversations with people who are on a journey, journey of well-being and fitness through endurance sports. I hope this sparks some possibility in you, leave you with some tips and perhaps inspire you to perspire. In the house today is coach Pani from Bengaluru. He is an accomplished recreational marathoner and a beloved coach who's making difference with scores of aspirational athletes through his pacemaker coaching practice. We explore his early days as an athlete in the Air Force, his transition into civilian life and return to running marathons including qualifying for Boston. His backstory of how he became a coach and what's next in his horizon. Let's dig in. So welcome, uh, welcome to Run Yogi Diaries. Thank you, thank you, Santosh. Thank you for having me on the show. My full name is actually Kodanda Pani Kesi, but with love, people call me as just Pani, sir. You can also call me just Pani. I'm 64 years old. I'm from Bangalore, India. Married, I have a daughter who is not yet married, but after completing her engineering, she is working for a startup company. This my just simple introduction of myself. Nice, nice. Yeah, um, terrific. It's so uh, heartening to talk to you. Uh, you know, uh, you have a, a fascinating story of being a runner during your early days. Uh, we'll talk about that, and of course, uh, uh, your own personal marathon journey, and then you're a coach, uh, making a huge difference to athletes in the Bangalore area. So. Uh, we'll get into all of that. So let's start with, you know, maybe flashback, right? Uh, uh, you gave away your age. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back a little bit, uh, back back in the days. Uh, give us a little sense, uh, early days. Well, tell us a little bit about your running journey. Okay, okay, Sandesh. My running journey started actually when I joined Indian Air Force in 1977. Precisely August 1977. Though I was playing a lot of cricket during my childhood days, I was physically fit and that helped me in joining the Indian Air Force also. And during my college days, I was in density also. So all these things helped me joining the Indian Air Force. So during the training, the first six months of the training was just a basic training where you get a lot of time, where you don't really involve into the specifics of the training. Just to feel yourself at ease, the basic uh, marching drills, running drills, those things they'll be teaching the first six months. So I had a lot of time. So initially I was not interested in running. When I joined in Air Force, I took up boxing actually, to be very frank. Okay. So first three months I was very, very, very much interested in learning boxing. I was in the bantamweight category. So my instructor who was there, uh, training instructor there. He was a boxing coach. So he was very much interested in me joining the boxing. So that is how my boxing started in the initial stages before I started my serious running. So during those three wow. months period, there was a selection for the inter area for selecting the command team for the Air Force Championship. So I took part in the 800 meters run I came second and I was selected for the area. That is for the Belgam area I was selected. 
So during the inter-area championship, I had to go, go to Bangalore to take part. So I went to Bangalore, took part in the 800 meters. And there was no structured training. I was just running my boxing. Mm. Every Saturday I used to take it for a long run. That was the only running I used to do in training center. So that competition, I was the last person to finish. And that really, you can say, not actually demotivated me, but that is the trigger point for me to start serious running, you can say. I made up my mind. Once I finish my training, I'm not going to give up running. I'll train hard, do my best, and see that one day I represent Air Force. And that is how my serious running started. Once I completed my 52 weeks of Air Force training, went to my unit, and luckily, that unit where I was stationed, there the maintenance command, coaching camp was undergoing. So I joined the camp and my serious running started from 1978 onwards. Till wow. 1998, I was just doing running only, most of the times. Initially, I started with a middle distance running, that is 800 meters. And since I was a barefoot runner, and you know, 800 meters requires a lot of speed. So, so I, I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't know you were a barefoot runner. Yes. Okay. Initially, but I used to train with a canvas shoe. There was no shoes which I, I use now. Yeah. Those days, only the canvas shoes which they provide you in the training. So I used to run with that. Yeah. And on the race day, I used to run with barefoot. And I was very good in that. I don't know. <laughs> I used to like barefoot running only on the race day. But during training, I used to use the normal canvas shoe. Then slowly, the first year, as everybody does some mistake, you put a lot of effort and in the process I had a hairline fracture in my shin and I had to uh. take that full layer off. I was just jogging, jogging, getting myself fit and learned a lesson that you have to take it a little easy in the initial stages, not to overdo or not to push yourself. So, so how, how many? This was after how many? How many years of when you start after the seventy eight you started? When did you get this? One year uh, after one year factor? of training. One year. One year of the mm-hmm. camp. Because in the camp, you know, there is serious morning and evening. I was doing only running. Six o'clock in the morning, then again three thirty in the evening. You have to be at the ground. So that sudden shift from normal life to serious running. That load I could not take it. What I feel. Yeah. And that load has put the strain on my shin and I was, and since I told you it was a barefoot running, so all those things must have affected my sudden running from shoes to barefoot again. Yeah. So that is how I started my running journey. And from 800 to 1500 meters, I thought 800 to 1500 meters is not my cup of tea. I shifted to long distance running. From 815 to 5000 meters, 10,000 meters, and later on to cross country. In cross country, I was staying for quite some time. Till I, my retirement, you can say I was into cross country running only. Only during the last two years, and that also 1987, when I was in the Air Force camp, the training command fell short of one marathon runner. They had one marathon mm-hmm. runner, but he was not that strong. And maintenance, sorry, training command was behind the championship points by 7-8 points with the Russian Air Command. So they thought I was the right person to be in the second place, second place runner. So I took part 
And to my surprise, I came third in that championship with two hours, 59 minutes timing. This was a real wow. surprise. So I was training for cross country, but I somehow managed to complete 42.195 kilometers and came there. And that was, what year was that? What year was that? That was in 1987. Hmm. So, and you had been running for almost like nine years. Yes, yes. Uh, mostly then, right? cross country running. So cross country running also is almost like uh, long distance running and marathon training. Every Saturday we used to go for 30 or kilometers longer than. So all those things helped me in running that marathon. And my first marathon started like that. Initially I was not a marathon runner. Just a long yeah. distance runner and cross country So so what happened to boxing? You just uh, dropped it? Boxing <laughs> after three months. So during that training the evenings, they used to tell me to fight with the higher category weight. So what I used to feel, every day I used to get bleeding from my nose and mouth. I thought this is uh-huh. not my sport. Let me do some other thing and I stopped doing work. And, and you were in the uh, civil side or were you in combat side of things? No, I was in the ground duties. I was into logistics. Ground duties. Providing logistics okay. support to all the Air Force personnel. Okay. And and is it, was this like a mandatory thing that everyone needs to be in some sport or was it something that you kind of voluntarily choose? No, it is not mandatory. It is voluntary. There is no mm, mandatory thing. But if you are in sports, you get some special recognition. Everybody recognizes you to put up a good performance. So that's how during my yeah. full Air Force career, so whenever I go for any Air Force championship, whether it is cross-country or athletic championship, I used to win medals. And when I come back, my commanding officer used to call me, invite me, have a cup of tea, and used to enquire how the things went, how was the race, how was the competition. Mm-hmm. So all these things. So you get recognized being from so many people or thousands of people, you are recognized being a sportsman. So that gave me a good motivation for me to even improve further. Yeah, yeah. And and does in uh, and just uh like in Air Force or for that matter, Army, Army, if you're a sports person, does it also help in your career? I mean, does it make you a, a better uh, Air Force person? Is it encouraged like that? Yes. If you represent services, Army, Navy, Air Force, they all they take part in the inter-services bid. And if you get selected, then you are given one out of ten promotions. Hmm. So that benefit is there being a good sportsman representing services sometimes in the nationals and even for India. Most of the cross country runners if you see in India, they're all from the services. Out of six people, four people will be from the services hmm. team. One will be from the railway, one will be from other police. I think we should do that even in the corporate world, right? Because <laughs> because everybody needs to be fit to work and be productive. So maybe yes. we should do that in the corporate world too. Yes, now they're realizing that physical activity plays such big role, not only in the physical well-being, but also in the workforce also. You will be very mm-hmm. healthy. Your mindset will be good. You can work for long hours. You can work without any health conditions, any medical conditions. So all these benefits you'll get only by doing some regular physical activities throughout your life. Yeah, totally. I keep uh, 
telling other runners i don't think uh, you get to see uh, unhappy runners you know and uh, no. so uh, a happy runner happy employee yes <laughs> Uh, terrific so so the first you talked about the first marathon and uh, you did a sub 3 and and this was uh, which which city where where was the location uh, it was this? in bangalore only okay that year that efforts athletic championship was conducted in bangalore so i was stationed in bangalore efforts camp was in bangalore so i got the opportunity to represent training command and is this uh, this is only for the forces right you this is only open to Yeah, participants from the forces we have seven air force command like northern command right. southern command eastern western southwestern training command training command all training centers command the training command so like the each command only two people can represent in each event not more than two people right so i was representing 800 1500 only two people can be represented from each command so total 14 people right. will be there you have to <laughs> right terrific then what happened then um, i guess you you probably retired and um, from yeah. the air force and august 1998 tell us about that august 1998 i retired from air force and then once i came back the reason of for me coming back was my friend was insisting me to join in his business so he was running a mm-hmm. supermarket so he told why don't you come and help me It will be a good helping hand for me. And since we were all childhood friends, we studied together. So I thought, okay, let me give it a try. And being in service, you keep moving every three, four years, shifting from one corner of the city to another corner. And where the skills education is slightly affected, they you cannot get a station, a set life for your children. So you have to keep changing from. South India to North India, North India to East India, East India to East India. So there, the culture is different. The teaching pattern is different. So it is very very difficult for the children to get adjusted immediately to the CS. And again, immediately you get posted to another unit. Again, there is a tension. So I thought better to take voluntary retirement. So after 21 years, I took retirement. The initial engagement was for 15 years. I gave extension for another 60 years, and then I quit in 1998. So after my Voluntary retirement. I joined my friend in his business. I was supporting him, and then my running came to a you can say almost zero. So I was running, but it was not as regular as I was in Air Force. Earlier mm-hmm. I used to run for one minute, then I used to take long break, four five months break. Then again suddenly I realized, oh, I'm putting on weight. I have to do something. Then again start. So like this, on and off I was continuing. In 2008. I think when this program event organizers they conducted the first Sunfish World 10K, if you remember, mm. there was the first race in Bangalore where most of the amateur runners can take part in the 10K event. They already had Mumbai Marathon for the full, the 42.19 kilometers, and they had the Airtel Delhi Half Marathon. For the 21.1 kilometers, but they don't have the 10 kilometers run. So they thought Bangalore was the right place, and since Bangalore is <laughs> running city, they call it. So they chose Bangalore as the place for starting the World 10K run in 2008. Then I came to know through a retirement, started the Nike Run Club. So there was a Nike Run Club hmm. in Bangalore, 
So I joined March 2008, and this event happened in May 2008. This sunfish and sunfish and K. That time, for three years, that was called as sunfish sunfish and K. Then later on, it converted into TCS and K. Now that sponsors change, now it is called as TCS World and K. So since 2008, when I joined this Nigerian club and started my first sunfish World and K, I never stopped. Running this every year, I've been running till last year. What happened? So, what got you back? I mean, what happened? So, almost ten years, you you uh, you know you left running. I guess you got busy with business and life in general, yeah. like it happens to everybody. Um, so, it, good to know that Air Force people also are human beings. Yeah. <laughs> it can happen to you also. Yes. yes. Um, so, but what what was the wake up call? What uh, like what happened? Were you just sitting one day and thinking, "Oh my God, you know, I'm not doing anything. I should sign this 10 up 10k," or something must have been brewing? Yes, but since it is happening in my own city, I thought, why not to again mm-hmm. rekindle my old days? So since I already had some background, so I thought, let me give it a try, one more shot, and I just joined this Nigerian club, and it was a very good platform for any runners to start running. Right, and right. very good coaching starts were there. Arjuna Award winner Rita Pram was there. Coach Biru, who has represented India in the long jump and who has trained in number of national athletes. So he was the coach. So we got a very good platform. Those wanted to start running as a career, you can say, or hmm. to improve their fitness or to lose their weight. So it was a good platform. And I thought, let me also join and give it one more shot. And slowly, yeah. I got interested. I slowly, immediately, I came back to my old days. Within yeah. four or five months, I came back, and all those people who were around this nightclub, club, they liked me, and they took me as one of their uh, not coach, as one of their leaders, and then saw my motivation again. They killed, and I started. That is nice. That is awesome. And and then you went on to do you know uh, uh, all the six major ma- marathons right and uh, also qualified for Boston. So tell us about that. I mean, how did that kind of uh, evolve? What was your first uh, marathon once you got back into the saddle? Yeah. So this uh, teachers world 10K. Whenever it happens, we always meet together. This nightclub. Club. They used to have a separate uh, launch type thing where only Nikon people are allowed. So all those group community type feeling we had. So I had a lot of friends there. So one, Thomas Bobby Philip, he was just started his running in 2009. And we used to run and train together. And he was like, he liked me so much that she introduced me that you should start coaching also, he was telling. But I was not interested in that period. I don't know, that is not my cup of tea. I just enjoy my running and I'll not coach. But he was interesting me, but I was not ready to take up any coaching assignments like others. Then what happened? In 2015, that is when I ran my first Boston Marathon along with Thomas Bobby Philippe. Mm. So, to qualify for a Boston, you have to plan well in advance. As you know, 
the registration starts almost 8 to 9 months well in advance so for that you have to qualify one year before so 2015 yeah. was my first boston marathon so 2014 in the mumbai marathon i qualified for the boston for mm-hmm. my age category 52 to 55 yes 335 for the timing 3 hours 35 minutes you have to do then only you can qualify and if you do 335 there is no guarantee that you will get entry you have to run a little faster yeah. than 335 so that time it was 1 minute some seconds if you run faster than that you were should to get the qualification so we applied in the august uh, sorry october 2014 got our entry me and thomas bobby philip 2015 april as you know third monday is uh, boston marathon day yeah so we went we ran a first boston marathon from our group and from bangalore hardly few people were the ones who ran the boston marathon that time before us two three people were there and we were the fourth and fifth person to represent our so i didn't know you ran with bobby actually bobby was on this show uh last year really oh yes he still yes trains under me oh okay yes okay it was yeah. the main person who rekindled me to start my coaching <laughs> terrific so how, how was i know when i spoke to bobby he had a he had a very interesting uh, barefoot experience in boston uh, because of the bad weather how was it for you for me i was though i really to be very frank i don't like cold i'm used to this hot yeah. weather so cold to get adjusted it was really very difficult but some of my on race you know you forget everything but the only thing on your mind is to just run and finish so that kept me yeah. somewhat was difficult to run initial stages to get warm up first two to 3 kilometers it was really struggle but once your body gets warmed up you forget everything and just run So are you are you a barefoot runner now or, or? no now I am not a barefoot runner I run only with shoes So so Bobby has not convinced you or managed to convince you to change No, 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 no. but he has convinced so many other people in my group to convert to barefoot running yeah. And since he is Awesome ski running instructor Yeah go ahead Since he did his ski running course and he was more into barefoot running So I was advocating more of barefoot uh, running. Yeah, that's terrific. I had Danny Dreher on the show, uh, the previous episode, who okay. is the founder and creator of Chi Running. Oh, very nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Bobby invited him to Bangalore when he came to India, and I had a very good uh, rapport with him. It was very nice, was very humble, very soft-spoken, very nice coach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get back to you. This conversation <laughs> is about uh, you yeah. today. So let's get back to your story. So uh, you also did all the uh, the six majors, right? Um, uh, London, Chicago. So which one was the first one in that? First one, as I told you, was the Boston Marathon. When we did Boston, Boston Marathon, I didn't have any idea that I'll be doing one day all the six majors. It was only the okay. following year when we ran the Berlin Marathon. Then I started. Yes, why not to give it a shot to. to all the six majors mm. and that is when i thought that i should do my all the six world majors so 2015 i did my boston marathon 2016 i did the berlin marathon 
and in 2017 i did three world majors starting with oh wow <laughs> uh chicago marathon new york marathon then the tokyo marathon three i did so for all the all the majors which was your favorite Favorite. Everything has its own charm and uh, <laughs> importance. But for amateur runner, they call Boston is like the Olympics for the amateur runners. The Mecca of marathon. So I feel Boston is really the one event where even after the event, no people recognizes you. Once you wear the medal around your neck and walk around, no people greet you, people encourage you. Well done, well done. So the feeling yeah. you don't get in any other city no other city has that feeling yeah. only the boston people have that feeling so i feel that boston marathon once in a lifetime if you are amateur marathon runner you should do it you should never skip and one more thing when you run boston marathon you should run the big sur marathon also so you have the hmm. facility where once you take part in boston marathon the following sunday when we did the 2015 boston marathon within 5 days you have to run the mixer marathon also mixer marathon that happens in california you have to travel from east to west coast and run there so this boston mixer boston mixer no? is really very good and the route is very scenic there you should really enjoy running one side the pacific ocean the other side you can run people running 5 miles away you can see people running it's very good twice i ran not one second time also really? wow when i ran the 2018 boston marathon and unfortunately i had to abandon the race due to the very bad weather the worst weather hmm. i think they had in the boston history All right and um, that's yeah that, that's the, the big sir is a beautiful uh, marathon i have not done it i think uh, definitely after hearing you uh, it, you know i'm i'm definitely encouraged to go sign up and do it yes. and yeah terrific and 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 among the uh, six majors uh, which did you find the most challenging just in terms of running in terms of running i feel the boston marathon because of its steep uphills and downhill yeah it is really challenging if you are not used to running downhill especially uphill everybody is used to it but you have to train especially for the downhill run that is where people get that is where your quads due to the eccentric contraction of your muscles so you get lot of quads uh, pain so if you are good in downhill running then i think you will really like boston course otherwise you will really struggle the downhill So whoever right, right. wants to qualify and run Boston Marathon, you have to train both uphill and downhill. Not only uphill, you have to train for the trail, the downhill running. Yeah, yeah. And you know, one thing I saw was your um, pace has not, you know, decreased dramatically. In the sense, you're very pretty consistent. Uh, you know, you you did a sub three when you were much younger, but you've been hovering around three twenty, three thirty for a while. um so what do you attribute that to is, is that what are you doing right there's something right you're doing in terms of uh, taking care of yourself uh right you can say the basics i follow right from my initial days onward the day i started my running the things i learned from my air force days 
the same things have been following to do proper warm up proper running drills to proper coaching then the cool down stretching all the basic things to follow the right principles of training where you don't overdo follow a structured training so all these things and one important thing most long distance runners don't do strength training which is very very important they just keep running all the six days and they don't do anything other than running so which is not a very good idea especially for people like me who are 60 years and above strength training is very very important as good as mm-hmm. running if you are running three days you have to do three days of strength training also keep your body fit to keep your mind fit to stay healthy because as you age you know your performance decreases your flexibility mobility mm-hmm. comes down so in order to maintain all these things you strength training is a very important tool and you need to have some variety in your training also not just running 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 you have to do mm. strength training you have to do some cross training periodize your training after every race give some rest to your body taper down mm. take one month off do some other activities then again slowly start so the graph has to go up and down so if you follow this basic set of principles no then i think you can prolong your running career for as long as possible and that is what is keeping me till date and i keep training with my people i train my students so they also get motivated by seeing me training along with them yeah. so all these things you know, they inspire by seeing myself at this stage there so many people you know, even youngsters for 35 40 years they still find it difficult to run a 10k race along with me so all these things motivate them and one more thing i want to tell during this uh, this world and k all my timing to see it is somewhere between 45 minutes and below all the 10 mm. years 10 or 12 years which i have taken part all has been 45 plus or 45 minutes and below yeah yeah absolutely you're you're a, you're a tough coach you 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 walk you walk the talk so your your coaches can't uh, give an excuse as to oh i can't do that and i can't do this you can say i do it so you better do it <laughs> yes yes and one more thing that air force discipline that my training starts right sharp 5 am in the morning and goes on till 7:30 am mm-hmm. so 5 o'clock means they have to be there 5 minutes early if you come late then you miss the initial part of your stretching or warm up all the mm-hmm. yeah so you do two and a half hours of training every day yes 5 to 7:30 mm-hmm. so three days of training three days of strength training even now i follow Okay. And wow, that's amazing. So two and a half hours of training includes a mix of both running and non-running drills. Yes. Is that how we do it? Yes. So first five, ten minutes, we just do our activation drills to activate our glutes and mm. core. Mm. Then we go for a warm-up run. We go a mile slow jogging. Come back, do some dynamic running drills specific to the workout of the day. So doing some speed workout then specific to those type of uh, drills we do if it is a tempo run then specific to the tempo run if it is a long run specific to long run drills i do then we do so that takes around 30 to 40 minutes of the initial mm. to prepare our body for the workout then 40 to 45 minutes will be the 
workout. Then the last 30 minutes will be your cool down and stretching. So these mm-hmm. things takes almost 5 to 7.30. 5 o'clock if I start, 7.30 and my session. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. And, and what about nutrition? Do you do you do you just eat uh, the usual stuff, or do you have a specific uh, system of your own? Uh, to be very frank, I'm very bad in nutrition. <laughs> I okay. tried so many times to follow a pattern of following a regular diet, but somehow two three months I'll follow, then again I slowly come back to my old habit. So, but one thing I ensure that I eat some balanced diet. See that carbs are there, proteins are there, fats are there, fibers are there. So I see that in my meal, all these things are there. So this somehow managed me to stay healthy, maintain my weight, and be free. Mm-hmm. For others, I think you really want to improve your performance to the next level. I think nutrition is a factor. Nutrition, rest, yeah. recovery. And your training, all is all has to be given equal importance. You cannot neglect the nutrition yeah. or your rest or your recovery. Everything has to be given equal importance. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally makes sense. Especially nutrition during recovery time is yes. important. You have to feed good fuel if you are a racehorse, right? <laughs> yes, yes. If you don't fuel your body, then you will really struggle. Initial thirty minutes, you will feel you are okay, but after thirty minutes, <laughs> depression starts. Your energy level goes down, then you'll really feel. That is when nutrition is yeah. very important. So. Right, right, absolutely. So I know we we touched upon probably a little bit about um, your coaching philosophy already. Uh, I want to spend a little time on your coaching journey itself, right? Um, so how's that been for you? Yeah, as I told you, Bobby was the main person who coached me to start coaching in 2012. He told, no, you can do it. You have a very good background of your course training. You can mm-hmm. start the coaching. He told, no, Bobby, not my coffee because coaching is a different thing. Running is a different mm-hmm. thing. You need some special thing because coaching is a science as well as an art. You have to know what the mm-hmm. science, the science behind running, which I'm not good. I have to learn first that then only I can coach people. I cannot simply since you have very good background in running, you cannot start with coaching. You should learn something about the science of running. Okay, you take your time, think it over. Okay, I'll give you two, three months to just think it over and see. But you are kept on insisting and how you should start. Because one group called 12 m 12 m they were, they wanted mm-hmm. to do 12 marathons in 12 months. So first two, three okay. months, they somehow managed. But after fourth month, everybody started getting injured. Everybody was getting demotivated. They were already thinking how we will complete this world marathon. We'll not be able to do That is how Bobby was approached by those people. Why don't you ask Panisa to help us in some structured training? Okay. And that is how I started my coaching career in 2012. And since then, yeah. I am coaching people, and I have more than hundred people in my group now. Wow, that's amazing! That's now you're a like a full time, it's a full time career now for you, right? Yeah, now since I'm a retired person, this is my only 
bread and water. So I enjoy only two and a half hours I have to spend in a day. After that, I'm completely free. I enjoy my life. Yeah, that's a that's a nice nice that's a nice way to uh, do something post retirement. That's uh, yeah. uh, and you're you're definitely making a lot of difference with. Uh, people i see a lot of uh, appreciation for uh, your your contribution to their running journey so yeah it must be quite a satisfying and a fulfillment fulfilling very experience fulfilling, very fulfilling and in my group you will find all type of people young old business people corporate people even two three students are there it's all a mix of uh, all type of people coming together learning from each other Inspiring from my coaching, mm-hmm. my way, style of coaching, my experiences. So all those things get motivated them to imitate me or sometimes perform better than me. And Bobby, when he started, yeah. he used to run behind me, and now I cannot even match him in his warm up pictures because now he has become so fast <laughs> that I cannot even run along with him during the warm up run. So that is how the journey goes on. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that is, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, a, a, a good coach need not be a good player, as as old saying goes, yes, right? Yes. Uh, uh, sometimes your 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 um, people, your coach will outperform you, uh, and that that is that is what makes a coaching uh, such a you know satisfying experience, I guess. And in my group, one more Pathik Anand is there. Me and Pathik Anand are the only one who has completed all the six world marathon majors. And maybe we are the forty-second people from India who have done this six world marathon majors. And after two thousand nineteen, I don't think this marathon majors have been conducted due to this pandemic. Two thousand twenty, I think only virtual than they could conduct. Hopefully, two thousand twenty on October, if everything goes well, I think again we should again restart our <laughs> running. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And uh, what about ultras? What about ultras for you? Uh, that seems to be like a, such a high growth uh, area now everywhere. Everybody is trying to do 50 mile, 100 mile, and I'm seeing now people are doing 240 mile, 260 mile foot races. I mean, it's just crazy, right? It's amazing uh, in a good way, right? Yeah. Uh, are, are you looking at that? Initially, I had planned. And I even I took part in 50k run twice, the Bangalore mm-hmm. Marathon, sorry, Bangalore Ultra run. But that was way long back. Even Bobby was running. He used to run barefoot, but barefoot, you know, in those trail runs, it is not advisable. And he stopped taking part in the Ultra run. And slowly, I also stopped running Ultra. But mm. hopefully, one day, if everything goes well, I should. To comrades, that is my aim for the future. Not for right now, <laughs> not now. Yeah. Right now, yeah. my focus is only coaching the 10k half marathon and full marathon mm-hmm. Oh, you mean you want to coach people for comrades? I thought you want to do the comrades no, too, no, right? I, I want to do comrades. That is yeah. one thing. Yeah. My bucket list, which is pending, but not in the near future. Maybe one. Things get normal, then I will take yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Once once travel, once travel yeah, restrictions are gone, once the fear of traveling goes off, then I might think. Yeah, yeah. All right, terrific. So you know, yeah. I mean, um, 
that that would be terrific because i think also i guess uh, as you get older you can go longer uh, not necessarily faster so it's also that whole world of ultras that's an option right for for people who who want to continue pushing the limits yeah that that'll be awesome to see you out, out there doing those longer runs <laughs> yes, that's i can follow you sure <laughs> so uh, just from a few probably some uh, some words of wisdom from your side from since uh, as as a coaching from a coaching perspective like some of the uh, core beginners mistakes you you see uh, constantly that you you have to focus on what what would you say those are yeah my one running group people in the very first year they want to 10 kilometers they want to offer marathon they want to full marathon which i am completely against Whenever somebody comes mm. to me, sir, I want to do full marathon. I say, you first do half marathon below two hours. If you're not able to do half marathon below two hours, don't come to mm. me for full marathon. First, improve your 5K timing. Then 10K. So, go in 10K, then think of half marathon. Once you have a good base in running a half marathon, you can run by six half marathons and perform below two hours. then you think of full marathon so don't think the very first year that you want to do 10 kilometers also or marathon full marathon that is a mistake people without knowing mm. the consequences of getting injured putting too much mm. load on the body in the very first year just like how i injured my shin in the very beginning of my running mm. career so your joints will not be able to take the load of a full marathon You have to give sufficient time for your body to adapt first. Then you have to train. So without knowing all this, so people blindly just following or seeing people taking part in marathon, marathon, they also get induced. And one more thing, in the net you see people running 30 days continuously. They run 10 kilometers or half marathon, running mm. every day full marathon. All those things, no, it's somewhat not. Setting a right example, especially for the beginners who wanted to start yeah. running, they also get induced by seeing all these things. They also try to do it and get injured. So I request all those right. people not to fall into those traps. First, develop a good 5k, 10k base, then shift to half marathon, then full marathon. Step by step, you have to. Mm-hmm. So these mistakes you should not do. That makes and sense. So just build your base. Yes. Proper coach follows structured training. Then mm-hmm. do not get injured. You can prolong your running career for as long as possible. Yeah, no, th- th- those are those are that's great advice. Like really build your base, take your time to scale to longer distances is a great great advice. I agree with you. I think sometimes people want you know it's like uh, instant gratification yes. culture. So I I, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight in one month. I want to get be a marathon and. and unfortunately that doesn't work at least in running you you it it works against you so yeah those those are yes. wonderful tips you can yep. lose more than 2 kg in a month only slowly only you can yeah. stay away you cannot reduce 10 or 15 kg in a month all right hey that was um, uh, a very uh, insightful conversation uh, uh, coach pani uh, you know got to hear about your own journey and your own philosophy and approach to training which is so rich in experience right it's uh, it's not just based on books and uh, going to a college and studying but based on your own personal 
experience of learning from mistakes, performing, and you know, so it's it's very rich. So thanks for sharing that. Um, I want to move to the next uh, part of our uh, conversation where I have some fun Q and A uh, round. It's a rapid fire round, but as I said, I have I've, I've stopped calling it rapid fire. So I want to give my guests enough time to respond. <laughs> no pressure. It's all related to running, so I won't put you in trouble. <laughs> okay, no problem. <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> okay. So the first question I have is, what's the most difficult part of being a coach? For me, to motivate people, especially those who are overweight, to motivate them to start their running is really a very big challenge for mm. people. They cannot move like others. It takes time for them to first get fit, to start at least jog. So I start with walk jog and try to slowly motivate them. Some people stick, some people get demotivated and they stop coming for training itself. But mm. for me, the motivating these type of people, those who are obese, those who are on the higher side of weight, to motivate mm. them is a big challenge for me. And I constantly try to motivate them and see that I succeed in that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All the power to you. I agree. Uh, I think that uh, a lot of people have such low self-confidence that, you know, the moment they see a little bit difficulty, they just want to go to a shell and get back to a comfort zone. And I I completely understand. Yeah, I try to... Tell them to come out of their comfort zone. But some mm. people try try their best. And I've seen so many people, they have become a good runner also. From being 100 kg people to now 60-65 kg and performing better, qualifying for Washington. There are both extremes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just spoke to a, I spoke to a gentleman uh, today who started his running career at the age of 62. And he is breaking age uh, records. Uh, he's 70 now and he's aging. He's breaking, you know, age group records uh, and he's doing 240 mile ultras. And he started his running at 68, 62. So it's never late. It's never late. <laughs> you know, for that thing, when he started his running, the late 70s, he started his running at 13 and 80s. And today is more than 100 years old. and. You still keep running. Yeah. So these yeah, are yeah, living yeah. examples for us. There is no age. Age is just a number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Move to the next one. Uh, are you a teetotaler, by the way? To a certain extent. <laughs> okay. So I had a question. Then I have a different question. If you're a teetotaler, I have a different question. Um, what's your favorite junk food? My favorite junk food, you can say, biryani. <laughs> All <laughs> fried food. <laughs> fried foods. Yes. Okay. Which one? Which fried food? Any specific one? Bhaji? Bonda? Yes. All those things you can say. <laughs> <All> the- <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And which which biryani is your favorite? Mutton biryani. Mutton biryani, of course. And and in the military hotel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now we are talking. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's nice. 
good good answer there uh what's your favorite gadget running gadget my favorite is my garmin watch garmin 9 hmm. which i am using it now it has all can you do for the pattern so you get all the specifications to running you know your vertical oscillations your current your side length what is your right leg balance left leg balance all those parameters are there so i feel my is running garmin 935 is a good watch for me I love that. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. And uh, you may have answered this question already, but I'll anyway answer it. Uh, ask it again. Uh, in terms of your next in your journey, uh, ultra marathons or triathlons? Is triathlon even in your radar? Uh, triathlon. I'm a little scared about cycling. I don't want to get injured by the fall. <laughs> so my focus okay. is towards ultra. As I said. If things goes well, maybe one day I'll run comrade. That is in my bucket list. Yeah. And one more. One more. You know, you're the first person who was saying the reason not to do an ultra is cycling. Most people, it's swimming. <laughs> swimming. <laughs> you're the first person who's saying this. Swimming still, you can land and you'll not get injured. Yeah. Only the fear of drowning will be there. That also you can take care. But cycling, you yeah. don't know when what will happen. Suddenly you may fall. Do not to your mistake, but due to somebody's mistake, also you can. Yeah. Well, any mistake and yeah. I don't want to get into those things and <laughs> cut short my running career. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally makes sense. All right, a song, a song that uplifts your moods. The Muhammad Ali's song during my childhood days. I used to go to that. Jump box, put the coin, and yes, catch me if you can. This is the story of Cassius Clay. I think yeah. that song keeps ringing in my ears every time. Beautiful. And you started as boxer, so yes. <laughs> there's some connection there. Yes, some connection between that song and my boxing. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Perfect. Last one. It's a, a question I ask all my guests, and it's one of my favorite questions. Is if a movie was made of you, a what kind of category will it be or genre, and who would you like to play you? See, all my childhood days, I used to like seeing this uh, Charles Bronson movies. I think if you are aware of Hollywood days, Clint Eastwood, Levan Cleef, Gregory Peck, Charles Bronson, all those people. No? So I like seeing all those movies, and I like to be like them one day. <laughs> If the movie is made <laughs> out on me, I like to be on those like uh, action, action, action movies. Clint, action. Clint Eastwood, you know, action. That Holly, sorry. Western type movies, I like these. Yeah. And who would you pick to play you? Me, I like Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson, yeah. all right. Charles Bronson is not alive anymore, right? No, I think no, he's no, passed away. No, both Clint Eastwood, Charles Bronson, all are not there. Clint Eastwood is still alive. He's alive. Recently, is there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Clint Eastwood is alive. Yeah, really? to my knowledge, he's still alive. He's still making movies. 
Yeah, he's in his probably 90s. He's pretty old, but he's making his movies. Mm. And yeah, maybe we can ask him to play you. <laughs> you send him the script. <laughs> All right. Well, you did well. You did did well. You did well in the fun Q&A. Thank and you. Um, thank you. All right. Uh, that was fun um, coach Pani. Um we're kind of coming up to the last uh, end of the conversation. Um, is there anything, any message you want to give uh, to the viewers before we wrap up? My message would be those who want to start their earning career to build gradually and progress steadily. Don't be in a hurry. Take your time, listen to your body and act accordingly. That is one message I want to give. Don't be in a hurry. You have a lot of time to represent your state or the state or country if you are really interested in performance, if you have the age on your side, or if you are in your 30s or 40s or if you are starting your career, again, be very slow. Don't be in a hurry. Yeah. Build gradually yeah. and enjoy most. That is the important thing. You have to enjoy what you are doing. Unless you enjoy, you will not like it. You have to be passionate in what you are doing. If you are passionate, I think you can prolong as long as possible. And that is my aim, to prolong my earning career as long as possible. As long as I can keep myself fit like this, yeah. I think you will need a very yeah. Makes sense. Makes life. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Terrific. Um, thank you so much for taking your time out and sharing yourself with us. And uh, I'll let you uh, go and have a fantastic rest of the day. And uh, we'll be, we'll keep in touch. Sure, sure. Thank you. Thank you, Sintosh. Thank you for having me on the show. It was wonderful talking to you.